This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, this is Amir. And this is also Amir. And you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast. Life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. Enjoy! Why are you pushing me? What do you mean? I feel like you're really pushing me these days. Like physically? No, like you just want the best for me and you just want me to do better and better. Why is that? Oh, is that a bad thing? Well, I don't know. You know, this is a really interesting topic because there is an argument to be made that I'm not good enough for you. What the fuck are you on about? Mm, did you he, or did you not come for me? He really just came on and started drama for no reason. Absolutely out of nowhere, people. Oh, yes, mom. Matisse's boots the house down. Yes, God. You drop. starting drama? No, but this is a serious question. What? Am I good enough for you? I don't know. We'll find out next <gasps> week. Oh, oh in a few God. weeks on the next podcast, if people stay tuned. See, you're a narcissist. Why? Because I'm not good enough for you. No, I just want people to listen to our podcast. <laughs> so they'll find out one day on the podcast if they continue to listen. And those 52 seconds, my dear, are going in the promo. Yes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast. Oh, my God. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And um, today we are... Do you know what? Should we just get right into it? Okay. <clears throat> How are you today? I'm good. I feel fresh. My mug is beat. Yeah, we've just had a shoot, haven't we? Yeah. And you're looking rather sprightly. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're looking sprightly too. Wow. The look he just gave me. What does a guy have to do to get a compliment around here? Well, you have to. <gasps> See, this is where your narcissism comes in because I'm not good enough for you. This oh is my you God, here we go. Because you just want me to do better Listen, bitch, why don't you just sing and get on with it? Okay. That's what you want to do. Hi, everyone. Yes. What you want to do is not necessarily what you're gonna do we are off to a turbulent start but i am here to harmonize this podcast by singing so i've been singing a lot more these days haven't i mm-hmm. and um the uh what's you call it the stipulation that you have stated because you hate me singing let's face it it's fine i'm used to haters mm-hmm. whatever bring it on uh but now you have allowed me to sing on this podcast only like that stopped you before only if i sing a new song yeah, because you listen, let's be honest, you were just singing the same verse again and again and again. Which one? The, oh, I'm, there you go. I'm not going to sing into it. That's really mean like against my language skills. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. 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 Listen. New song. 
Okay. Thank you. Did somebody ever... I has, love you. Has anyone ever told you you look like a gay George Michael? Oh, my God. Don't start <laughs> this. That's a, another story. <laughs> okay. So, I am obsessed with this Kavali these days. So, in order to harmonize and, you know, get our chakras aligned and all crystals and bullshit, um, I want to sing this uh, Kavali. And you know what? You can clap at some point if you want to, by the way. You can join in by going... If I want to. I might clap. We'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll do it a cappella and then we'll do it with a clap. No, you can just do it. No. Yeah. <clears throat> do it. Sada Peer Kalandar Lal Sahi 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 Sada Peer Kalandar Lal Sahi 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 Sada Peer Kalandar Lal Sahi Jid Darte Hai Na Koi Kami Sada Peer Kalandar Lal Sahi Jid Darte Hai Na Koi Kami Sanu Renda Sanu Renda Nahe Koi Gham Hedariyam 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 Lajpala Da Lajpala Ali Sab Denda E Gham Tal Ali Okay, I'm going to stop now. Okay, yeah, How was that? That was good. Well done. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know if my coffee was right. I didn't know when to clap. And I didn't no, know what was you happening. got it right, girl. But then I just started clicking because I was feeling the mood. Yeah. The rhythm. And you just got to go with the rhythm, don't you? I feel like I had a few bumpy bits. I started off really well. But the rest of it, you know, I just, just I didn't want to say, but you okay, know. Okay, fine. We'll do it again. No, no we're not doing it again. We're not doing it again. How about you sing? I can't sing. I've sang. I've harmonized the podcast. We've got rid of all the negative energy. <laughs> all the negative energy and the chakras have gone yeah. or whatever anything's happening. Dying, so today is a, a really interesting podcast actually this time because we haven't mm. had a guest since 2020. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why have we not managed to get a guest? Well, we are actually, we chose not to have a guest last year. Yeah, we did. We did decide not to because... What I realized when approaching guests were a lot of people were like, yep, let's do it. And then they weren't able to. And I think one of the reasons why was because of sort of overall mental health and well-being. Lockdown, wasn't it? It it was lockdown as well. And I think maybe we might be a bit too much for one single person. Like we're big personalities. And so the person's kind of like, "Uh, what do I do? You know? Well, I just thought we, we just chose that, you know, to um, focus on ourselves. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> and uh, people's favorite episodes tend to be the ones where it's just you and me, mm-hmm. predominantly. Um, unless we have a fabulous guest. Like today. Like today, then ah, things do change. I'm very so, excited about this one. Yes. So today we do have a wonderful guest. Um, they are... Well, how, how, how about you introduce them? We have a... Fuck off. <laughs> oh, of course I will, darling. So... Well, some of you may know, if you follow us on Instagram, um, we had a little Botox in, um, We you had know, a slight oh, cosmetic enhancement. enhancement. From the wonderful aesthetic doctor, Dr. Ahmed. Yes, indeed, Dr. Ahmed of the Aesthetics Doctor Dynasty, darling. Um, we had a procedure with them, and then we got talking, and we got along really, really well. And we had a great sort of off-camera backstage conversation. And we were like, hey! How about you come on the podcast? And he was gracious enough to 
make time from his busy schedule to do this interview with ourselves and it was a lot of fun wasn't it i really i really enjoyed it it was so much fun we had a laugh we actually learned a lot as well so should we should we move into it let's just dive into it without further ado here is dr ahmed of the aesthetics doctor dynasty come on dynasty this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Dr. Ahmed. Hi, guys. How are you? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you to the, the Botox you gave us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, some for you, some for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for being a part of this podcast. You are our first guest of 2022. Oh, my gosh. No way. You're our first guest since 2020. Yeah, nobody wants to talk to us. <laughs> I mean, I wonder why. My morning coffee's not kicked in yet. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those who have been living under a rock, Dr. Ahmed is known as being the aesthetics doctor and is the aesthetics doctor to so many people. You may have seen him on Good Morning Britain, and he is an aesthetics doctor to the stars and now us. So we thought it'd be a great idea to do this podcast and uh, talk a little bit about health and beauty and aesthetics and what are the trends, what's changing, and uh, also have it from a South Asian perspective. So, Dr. Ahmed, how about we start with you introducing your fine self? Ooh, okay. So my name is Dr. Ahmed Muntasa. I'm a GP by background, and then I got into cosmetics and the aesthetics world um, about seven, six, seven years ago now, and then I started doing a lot of social media work, um, and thankfully that kind of blew up for me, and then I kind of started developing a following on Instagram, specifically, particularly during the beginning of the pandemic, because um, I was doing a lot of work, you know, when it comes to working in the NHS and working privately. And then I think I just kind of snowballed from there, really. Um, so now my week is divided between being a GP two to three days a week and then doing aesthetics two to three days a week. Um, that will be in London, Leeds and Cheshire. So I'm kind of everywhere doing the most. Wow. Well, that is <laughs> that is insane. You that know. is that is very post-pandemic. Like I used to be a GP and now I do everything. Literally everything. <laughs> Why be one when we can be at all? <laughs> and you know what? Coming from a healthcare background, I can completely understand why you would not want to be a GP full time. So <laughs> I get it. 
No. <laughs> to be honest with you, I love being a GP. And I think like um, truly during the, the pandemic really um, differentiated the aesthetics doctors that did aesthetics full time because they've lost that kind of medical, um, you know, the kind of core medical knowledge and skills that they developed. So actually for me, because I've always kept a foot into the NHS and into your GPing and so on, it was very easy for me to transition back into that and really make a difference and help during the, the pandemic. So actually um, during the first wave, I was back, you know, working on the COVID wards and hospital for about 10 months, I think or so at that time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is, yeah. That is insane. You know, I, I think it's quite a feat that you are doing it all. And it's really actually quite inspiring that you're doing it all because you're helping people in so many ways. And you said that you sort of like, you know, started off as a GP and then you went into like, you know, becoming the aesthetics doctor. How, how exactly did that happen? How did you fall into it? Well, it was quite a long story, really. I mean, um, initially I thought I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. So throughout my medical training, I've always done a lot of bits of bobs in plastics. And then as I kind of emerged myself into that culture, I really felt like I didn't belong, essentially, because it was very much kind of a, a very specific stereotype in that, that being gay and being foreign did not fit that. Um, so it made me feel like, hmm, maybe this is not my world, really. So I kind of was in a bit of a crossroads, essentially, of thinking, well, if plastics is not for me, then what is? Um, and I think it took me a couple of years to really figure out what other options are there. And I think at that time I moved to London um, and I found myself kind of exploring this whole new field of medicine, which is aesthetics. And I was like, what, what is that? Um, and then essentially somehow started doing a couple of little bits in, a, in the aesthetics world. And I just completely fell in love with it. And I felt like I was able to provide, you know, almost surgical results without any of the surgical kind of downtime or the recovery time and so on. So it felt like the best of both worlds. Um, wow. And then the second that, you know, I realized that this is for me, I just completely emerged myself into that world. And then the rest is history. Fabulous. So, and do you know what? I completely concur with what you're saying. Like for those who don't follow the aesthetics doctor, you should definitely check um, Dr. Ahmed out on Instagram because yeah, your results are practically surgical precision. And do you know, ever since having Botox, you can kind of spot good Botox and bad Botox. Oh my God, we are terrible now. We, when we watch, you changed our perception because, of everything yeah. when we're watching TV, when we're seeing people. Every other person's injected. Every other person oh. is. And the, if they're good, it's by me. If not, like, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Drag them. Yeah, it's yeah. like, did you have Botox or did you have clay? <laughs> what <did> you <laughs> <have>? <laughs> but look, so um, for those people who don't uh, indulge in uh, cosmetics procedures, what do you regard as aesthetics? Because that's changed as well. You know, when we were younger, it was like, oh, you had half your head chopped off so that your face would be pulled tighter and people would have their noses broken and reshaped and stuff. And that's not necessarily required to achieve what you want to achieve these days. So what is it that you regard as aesthetics as part of your practice? So aesthetics for me specifically um, is non-surgical um, medical procedures. So um, it's things that 
require no actual surgery or very minimally invasive um, procedures. So things like non-surgical nose jobs or could be a non-surgical facelift, um, collagen stimulation, um, tear troughs, which is the area in the under eyes that obviously it's very, very popular at the moment um, to reduce hollowness and dark circles and so on. Um, so Ooh. it's essentially um, a niche within the cosmetics world of specifically focusing on non-surgical procedures. Right. Oh, that's really interesting. So I could uh, go to your clinic and have really bad eye bags and uh, um, a fucked up nose. And You could have or you do have. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, the shade is real you this morning. This nose. Listen, I'm, I'm just getting Dr. Ahmed, you know, some, you know, um, more clients in. <laughs> Are you um, trying to get a little free consultation out of this? Uh, <laughs> this yeah. <laughs> I oh, see why someone comes along and be like, yeah, your eyes need fixing, your nose, your lips, your forehead, just everything. I'm like, <laughs> please clear my schedule this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, you might need a week. <laughs> Dear God. Right. Okay. You two are having way too much fun. See, guys, you can tell we kind of know each other now. So <laughs> this is going to be a running joke. But I have to say, and this isn't a plug or anything, but like um, having Botox has been transformative um, with yourself. It really, really has. And it has um, given me a new sense of confidence. Bizarrely, I found that my skin tone has improved i mean i and you know when we had the consultation we agreed that like i don't have a massive um wrinkles uh, on my forehead but that botox and i suppose maybe it's changed you know the way that these things work but it really has kind of pulled back my skin and then i had a little bit around my uh, eyes because i started getting um crow's feet ever so slightly and it's pulled my um circles under my eyes as well isn't that incredible i mean it's this is why i do what i do the reality is if you do injectables right you can get some fantastic results but i think that is not just the injectors um, abilities it's actually also patient selection so this is something that i really rave about all the time that not everyone is suitable for everything um and the reality is if someone was you know, significantly older, with really saggy skin, you know, never taking care of their skin. The reality is they'll probably not get the same results as you um, mm. because they're just not particularly as suitable of a candidate. Um, so I think, you know, selecting your patient, I always say selection is very important here. So the patient selects their doctor and the doctor selects their patient. Oh, oh. I, I love that. And yeah. I, I completely get that as well. Cause I remember when we had our consultation, some inside scoop here, I was actually really nervous beforehand. Wasn't I? Mm. I was like, okay, okay. I, I want to get Botox, but do I, I'm scared and I'm nervous, but you made us feel really comfortable. Um, we had such a, like a, a joke and a laugh as well. And, and that's so important. And, you know, and I'm sure that's really important to you, you know, in your consultations. And when you do that to make your client super comfortable, because they could be scared, couldn't they? Absolutely. And the reality is, I think that's where my medical background comes in, because actually we've, you know, we've been trained for years and years and years to be able to put patients at ease, discuss, you know, difficult topics, but with kind of as making it as comfortable as possible. And I apply that, you know, and so I get someone that, especially in the London clinic, I get people flying in from all over the world. And if someone's really flown over from Berlin to come, you know, and get a treatment, actually, I've had someone from LA recently. Ooh. Come in for- 
treatment specifically, they could be really mortified. They're in a new country with a new person, this new man that's about to inject their face. Mm. And to, you know, if you don't really use communication skills well and really put them at ease, I think things can go quite south quite quickly. Um, so I think it's very, very important to really kind of utilize the medical training and the communication skills that I kind of got from, you know, being a GP by background to really put my patient at ease. Okay. Do you know what? We were, we're going to talk about uh, procedures and what your favorite one uh, is, but you've um, distracted me now, Dr. Ahmed. So I want to know who... Okay, oh, you don't he's have not going to say... You're not going to give names. I know you're not going to give names. And, you yeah, know, because we're all, all online. That's absolutely fine. But without giving a name, tell us um, what kind of international clientele you have. Do you have any like nightmare stories? Do you get like a person coming with like, you know, a giant beret and sunglasses scurrying into the clinic or do they come with an entourage? What goes on? I have had um, a few Bollywood stars in the past, actually. Oh, fully private jetted, private jetted in wanted the clinic completely empty so there's no one else but me and the receptionist essentially they go straight in with an entourage of a whole football team (laughs) of people um for a little something something um and yeah she was um very much big shades massive hat and louis scarf discovering her whole face Oh, wow. I love that. Did her okay? Can we guess who it was? <laughs> not gonna say <laughs> you can guess all you want. Oh ma'am. I think oh, okay, do you know what? We we're not gonna play that guessing game, but I, I think I've got a good idea who Bollywood it is. Hollywood star. I, I know who it is. You just have to look at the interviews to find out who loves London, and they're always like, We love London, we come go every six months, and I'm like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> 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 Quick weekend shopping trip, I'm sure you do. <laughs> I mean, let's just say it's very handy that my clinic is basically opposite Selfridges in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ca- I'm sure that comes in real handy. Um, but, but, you know, we, we joke about it. But the reality is that these days um, it's about self-care and it's about maintenance and upkeep before, you, and, you know, even if it is transformation, that's not necessarily a bad thing, I suppose, because you are expressing yourself the way that you want to express. I think we've kind of moved away from that conversation of, you know, you're unhappy with who you are and you're trying to change yourself and that's not good. We've kind of gone from there to, you know, it's about you putting out the best version of yourself out there for your own well-being. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think like the the kind of intention of why people get treatment has changed a lot um, over the years. I think um, there was that stereotype of, you know, back in the day, people, when they had disposable income, they can mm-hmm. kind of buy the latest bag, buy the latest Louis Vuitton, whatever. Whereas now a way of people expressing disposable income is actually by getting treatment. Your face is your new Louis Vuitton bag, essentially, for a lot of, for a lot of people. And I think this is why people started getting treatments and kind of taking it a little bit too far sometimes, because actually you know, they didn't find an injector to be like the enough is enough and actually, you know, crossing a line. Because at the end of the day, it's actually the injector's job to kind of make the patient aware of when they've had maybe a little bit too much. Um, Mm. I think for a variety of different reasons, that's a skill that not a lot of people develop. I could be greed. (laughs) But also, I think it's quite, un, you know, I don't want to say unethical, but I think it is definitely the injector's job to 
walk the patient off the edge sometimes. So what is a step too far for you? Who, who out there would you look at and go? You really want this No, I don't want, oh, I mean, we don't. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't affect because Dr. Ahmed is not going to treat them because they've already gone too far. But like, what for you is a step too far? Um, I think for me, a step too far is when you step out there and people look at you and really look at the work that you've had done and think, oh, he or she has had a little too much, haven't they? I think mm-hmm. someone can get 10 treatments and still walk out looking very, very natural and look like themselves, but just kind of a better version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And someone can get one treatment and walk out looking like a pillow. So, oh, gosh, oh yeah. yeah. And what about the lips? Like, don't you think the, um, it, you can get lip enhancements because obviously they reduce over the years, but don't you think some of the young kids have gone a step too so far? far? Like, oh, I've, with some of them, I, I've, I've even seen like their upper lip collapse or it starts to flatten out because there's no more tissue to ex- to fill, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, lips is one of those things where people really take a little, little too far. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, it could be a variety of different reasons here. I mean, A, patient selection. It's not everyone is suitable for lip fillers. If someone mm. has got a really kind of thin upper lip, you need to build that up very gradually and very gently to stretch the tissues out a little bit. Um, and you need to use a really soft product. So if you add in too much too quickly of a hard product, that really creates that duck appearance and that kind of upward projection that very much looks not appealing. <laughs> Do you know what? I know what you mean. But I tell you something, Dr. Ahmed. I was in Talk Istanbul a couple of years ago, and obviously, the Istanbul is like a haven for procedures. There was a family who looked like each other, but the only reason why they looked like each other was because they all had the same surgical it was procedures. Crazy. You could tell they all had <laughs> box eyes, they all had the same nose procedure, they all had the same cheekbones. They Lips. all they all looked like you know like fairies. Like everything was like pulled into this old down uh, upside down almond shape face. But I lived for I it. was living for them. <laughs> it was, they were looked- Sickening with it, their looks and their hair and, and their Louis Vuitton everything. bags and everything, <laughs> which was probably from a fake shop. But but I was living I mean, for them. I think it's very much uh, Bolex kind of situation, not real, not yeah, real. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It was it was wild. But I get it on complete. You know, this is actually really interesting, and and um, I kind of st- the irony is that I work in healthcare, but I t- tend to stay away from like. A lot of healthcare type stuff like medications and pills. I mean, I've only recently started using toothpaste. I'm only joking, <laughs> but you know, but oh, dear. <laughs> but I think with yourself, there is a, a level of comfort and um, it's reassuring. But I would say it's fairly rare for um, a healthcare professional to say, you know, you select the healthcare professional, but then the healthcare professional has to select I you as that. well. I do really like that. And I think that's really important to recognize that not all procedures are for um, everyone. And that, that could, does give me a lot of reassurance because then I know that with you, I'm in safe hands because it never will go too far. And if it, and if it does, then I know that it's something else that I need to work on rather than trying to fix it with injectables, which is amazing. Thank you very much for saying that. I mean, I think what you said there is a very a multifaceted statement, really, because it kind of starts with 
with patient selection, because actually the doctor, him or herself, needs to be very, very trained to be able to pick out which patients are actually suitable for which treatment. And yeah. I think that comes with a lot of experience. Um, but also, I think as you work and as you put yourself out there, you develop that kind of medical ethic of actually um, knowing when to say no. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of doctors sometimes don't have, you know, that to really be um, open to the idea of actually let's say no to this patient. And I mean, I turn away about 25 to almost 30% sometimes of patients oh, wow. that I see in clinic because I just don't think that they're suitable for certain treatments. Um, and I think that is sometimes very, very important to really. I'm sure those patients will probably go somewhere else and get the same treatment they wanted. Mm. But at least I know that's not on my conscience. And actually, um, I didn't do anything that, you know, will keep me up at night. Well, maybe we should change your um, (laughs) social media handles to the ethical aesthetics doctor. (laughs) (laughs) It is really important. People will think I'm preaching something completely different. I think if I said ethical, (laughs) (laughs) it will be a whole different (laughs) ballgame. You know, you know what? Like, no, that's so true. Like, Let's get into it. What are, I really, really, really want to know what the what on earth is really popular right now with everyone coming to you? You know what, actually, I think people are moving away from the kind of um, very much quote-unquote filler look to a lot more natural treatments. I think people want things that just keeps them themselves, but a little bit better. So I think um, I get a lot of Asian and Arab uh, patients coming in wanting the under eye treatment done because I think genetics wise, we're very much predisposed to the hollowness and the under eyes and dark circles. So that a little bit of hyaluronic acid in that area very much kind of, you know, rejuvenates the area, fills it up and makes it nice and smooth. So you don't get as much of a hollow. So when the light hits the orbital rim, which is the kind of bit of bone around the eye, it doesn't create as much of a shadow. So that looks very, very rejuvenated and very fresh. It gives you basically a concealer appearance without actually having concealer on. So that very, yeah, so that one is very, very uh, popular at the moment. The other thing is skin boosters. So this is something that kind of been building up slowly over the last few years and now is very much flourished because it's injecting vitamins and minerals and amino acids and hyaluronic acid into the skin to just supercharge the recovery process of the skin and just give you healthier, more well-balanced, radiant, glowy skin. Oh, wow. So it's almost like injecting a filter. It's like that, um, what do we call it? A golden hour when when your skin's all glowing and and shiny. Yeah, I know. As soon as you said it, we looked at each other. And our eyes communicated saying we're getting it. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> in that moment. You're just booking on the website as we speak. You're like, www.theaestheticsdoctor.com. Yes. Oh, that was a smooth, Ooh, smooth plug. <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say, because when I, when I studied biomedical science, I had, um, I think it was my pharmacology professor I can't remember I didn't do very well but he said he, <laughs> he he made an important point and he said it's not always about what you put on your skin it's also what you put into your body and um you know of, of course diet is very very important but it's interesting uh, that you mentioned skin boosters because that is something that's going inside um your body and into your skin and clearly it's making an impact so it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that I personally love as well. It really gives you that natural kind of glowy appearance. I always kind of compare it to um, it's essentially injectable skincare. So it can just supercharge that kind of recovery and the rejuvenation process of your skin. Fabulous. So what's your favorite procedure to do? What do you really like doing? You need me to pick between my kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> Your babies. My little babies. I mean, okay, give us a top three then. Okay, so top three, definitely I can do that. Um, number one, the tear trough treatment, so the under eye uh, procedure, because really the results with that is transformational. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I would say the non-surgical rhinoplasty. I think the nose is something that people can have really major complexes about, uh, because growing up and you know in, in Arabic culture, noses is something that in society we talk about. Oh, he's got that kind of nose, she's got that kind of nose, and so on. So I think a lot of people grow up feeling a specific way about their nose and they think the only way of fixing that is through surgery um whereas actually for the right patient using dermophilus you can completely transform the nose so i can you know shorten the bridge i can lift the tip i can make it look a bit more pinched and petite so i can really completely transform the way that someone looks at their nose within five minutes and i think that is really life-changing treatment for for an individual wow um, thirdly this yeah. might be surprising mm. but actually the chin i think the chin is the unsung hero of the face um okay. because a lot of people come in and they want you know uh lip fillers they want cheeks they want jawline just because they feel like there's something missing on their face and actually once I assess it's usually the chin people forget that once your chin well if your chin is not in harmony with the level of your lip and the bottom of your nose so you're kind of not at the same level it really skews your your profile completely so a touch of dermophilus in the chin really could be transformational and I think for the right patient it can make a man look extremely masculine and very kind of alpha male like superman appearance mm. and it could make someone look extremely feminine and very kind of petite and dainty so really you can transform someone's complete kind of energy and appearance and how they present themselves into the world with a very simple treatment I love that. Do you know what I, what I love? <clears throat> Every time you talk about your treatments, it always comes back to sort of like um, making the patient feel better, more confident and happier with themselves. And, you know, I can imagine, you know, especially with the nose and we all know growing up, you know, in, in our cultures, it's like, oh, it's the big nose, the big nose, the big nose. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I could imagine it being truly transformative for so many people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's all about how someone feels because at the end of the day, what we remember is actually how we felt in that moment and how we feel about certain something. And once you transform that and really change someone's um, perception of, you know, the appearance or how they feel about something, really it can completely change their life uh, and the the confidence and the energy that they put out there. Um, and that's exactly why I do what I do because ultimately I want to give someone that confidence and that kind of contentment essentially in themselves and in the way that they present themselves to the world. How incredible. That's, that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Well, we are about to wrap 
this up, Ahmed, but I do have one more question for uh, Dr. Ahmed. Dr. Ahmed, we've spoken about procedures that are currently happening. We've spoken about your babies. We've spoken about certain <laughs> Bollywood stars getting all sorts done. But um, what does the future look like? for aesthetics how you know obviously you keep up to date with what's going on what what are the new things that are coming in or what how do you think it will change downstream i think we're moving away from the traditional kind of filler um based treatments into something that's a little bit more um machine based so lasers and non-surgical treatments that involve maybe threading and so on so these are treatments that are a little bit longer lasting with less fillers, because people think are moving away from the classic filler um, treatments. I think we're seeing a lot of collagen stimulating treatments. So these are things like um, something called Elance, which is a treatment that increases the collagen in your skin by eight folds for up to, with results for up to four years. Um, I think we're wow. doing a lot of treatments that involve not just the face, but actually um, a lot of people are realizing the face might be 30, but the hands and the neck are giving you a completely different age. Yes. So actually treatments for the hands and the neck are becoming very, very popular. Um, so I think the world of aesthetics is really expanding and changing. And this is something I love about it because it's such an, a young field of medicine that things constantly changing, um, which is something that I absolutely love. Well, that's incredible. That's exciting. I look forward to seeing you next time to get my hands, neck, and whatever else done everything, as well. <laughs> everything. Bushra is going to be beautiful, darling. Oh, but Bushra was born beautiful. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> oh, I love that. She's only 19. Bushra doesn't need a treatment yet. But, no, but I tell you what, it, it actually help, has helped Bushra as well. Like the drag character that I play for those who don't know. Because when I'm doing my makeup, what happens is if you frown because you because it's a very different style of makeup uh, because it's drag when you frown those cracks form into the foundation and then when you set the foundation you're essentially setting those cracks in so then there was a couple of times when i did my makeup and i started seeing frown lines in my forehead and uh, around my eyes and i was like oh wow that's it i've gone old and then when i take my makeup off i was like oh i can't see my lines anymore so <laughs> botox has actually helped that because i have a cleaner finish so yeah let's keep busher fabulous but listen thank you very very much for your time uh, dr ahmed and which one know like plug yeah plug. like where this, can people follow you where yeah. can they book where are you ask? i was gonna ask well, thank I'm, you so I'm much, sorry guys. you're having to witness this domestic i know Ahmed. but yes have you got anything to plug and also where can people find you so i'm the aesthetics doctor on every platform out there um okay. check me out follow subscribe i am going to be producing a lot of content on my instagram and my youtube i took a bit, a bit of a break from youtube but i'm coming back better than ever so please subscribe to that if you guys are interested in any treatments i'm the aestheticsdoctor.com Check the website. It has information about every treatment out there. And the reality is never feel like you need to go into your doctor knowing what treatments you want. You can always come in for a consultation and have that joint discussion. Fabulous. Well, thank you so, so much for your time, Dr. Ahmed. This has been wonderful. And uh, I think this is the start of something special. We've, we've, we've got to have you around for dinner. We've got to yes. catch up. Yeah, I cannot wait. I mean, I will bring my partner over and let's have a fabulous double date. Yes, yes, yes indeed. Yes, let's do this. Well, thank you thank very, you. very much. 
We love you, but you, you don't, don't love, love me. Bye. Bye. Well, that was Dr. Ahmed, the aesthetics doctor, oh, aka yeah. the aesthetics doctor. You're better follow. You're better get your work done that you want to get done. Yeah, I think it's really interesting how the conversation has moved from trying to look young to trying to look the way you want to look. You know, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. And um, I love the new trends and stuff that are coming out. Um, it's really interesting. It's an oh, yeah. interesting time. It, it's, it, it's, it really changed, doesn't it? And I do appreciate and love the fact that Dr. Ahmed is like, you know, I actually reject some people because it's not for them. And yeah. my, my thing is just to make feel, people feel better, not like plastic surgery and, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know what? We had some great conversations that we can't air about. <laughs> um, you know, stuff that goes on, which is really, really interesting. Um, and it's, a, uh, yeah, I love, the, uh, you know, my dream is to become that Bollywood starlet that just flies in for a weekend to do quote unquote shopping. <laughs> <laughs> come in with their own. Well, dreams do come true, babe. Yeah. Dreams do come Who true knows? one day. Who knows? But for now. We are going to wrap this up. We are going to wrap this up. Thank yes. you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Dr. Ahmed, so much for coming on our podcast. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, everyone, for all your love, particularly these days. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting a lot of international love, which is great. Watch the space. We've got a lot more coming. We uh, do. Who do you want to hear on the podcast? And please do not nominate yourself. I <laughs> I want pe- people who are public figures. If you know anyone um, that you think would be a great fit, let us know. Tell them to slide into our DMs or get us to slide into their, into their DMs. Let's do this. I think... Um, we should have more guests this Work. year. Work. But until then, we Goodbye. love you, but you, you don't, don't love, love me. me. Narcissist. Fuck off. <laughs>